Uh, you're listening to Phil Bella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. And today I've got some special guests with me. I've got the fantastic Greg Willems. Greg, say hello. Hi, everyone. And I've got Mr. Buntan. Now, these two wonderful men um, are going to share some of their wisdom and I'll give you a little bit more insights, but I'll give you some brands. East Coast Rentals uh, became synonymous in Australia in the rental business and uh, brands like Audi, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Bentley um, were all courtesy of a brand called Euromark under the um, stewardship of Mr. Greg Willems. And um, these gentlemen have now sold their business, as I have, and uh, we're going to have some um, fun in the next 10 minutes and have a discussion. But in particular, these men have got so much wisdom, so we had to hone in on a bit of, um, you know, on one topic so that we're not um, sitting here for 60 minutes because this is 10 minutes. So we're going to – we've picked the subject of – we've all got families. All three of us have got young children – um, some older, some younger, so they go from the age of eight right through to um, 24. And um, I want to really hone in with the gentleman and talk about uh, some wisdom to share with um, young people coming through, but in particular startups. So whether your child's eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, 20 years old, but is thinking of down the track or right now starting a business, um, there's going to be some great insights for these guys to be to share. So um, let's start. Greg, um, first question to yourself, and it's not going to be a Q&A, it's going to be more of a discussion, but let's, let's kick off with a question. Um, tell me, when you decided to first go into business and your first business was den- dentistry, um, what was going through your mind? Can you remember? Um, Phil, it's probably worth saying I decided to study dentistry when I was in grade 11 in school and then it's five years of university. So by the time you get through, you are completely and utterly penniless. So I think when you graduate, you have two ambitions. One is to be the best professional you can be and provide the best quality care you possibly can. But secondly, there's no beating around the bush. You're there to work long hours and make money. You're 22 years old when you graduate, you have nothing and you need to get going. If, you know, it's a long life ahead. Mm, so you're obviously motivated because you want to be in control of your destiny and obviously come from humble beginnings. And, and um, you know, obviously as time goes on in evolution, a lot of people come, you know, a lot of people going through university have got parents that have obviously done well. But back in your day, back in my day and all the rest of it, it was, um, you know, it was fight of survival. You had to go because there was no one handing it to you, correct? Yeah. My own parents were, were great people. My father was a very small-time builder. My mother was a homemaker. But all of my friends at university, none of them came from families who were well off. We all came from very simple working class families and we all needed to graduate well and then get out into the workforce and make our own way. We didn't have anything gifted to us. And every mate I had through university was also a scholarship holder. We earned those by our study in high school. So we had to have scholarships to get to university and then we needed to finish that and then start in our life. Yeah, so it was all about going out and being part of the change you want to see, which, of course, the listeners know that I talk about with the Gandhi words. Uh, Bun, yourself, what was, yes. you know, when you started your business, what was going through your mind? My biggest mind is I have a university education and I've been working in a bank in Singapore for many years in corporate banking. And to start off my business, I know is very big risk in a country like Australia, which is a lucky country. And being an immigrant into a new country with plenty of opportunities, we see that there's a lot of opportunities that can be realized. It's a country of dreams. And how to get a business started, of course, you need to have resources. And the most difficult part, I would say, is to uh, get the banks to fund your business. Of course, like people starting afresh, 
what I suggest is that is to have a comprehensive business plan and surround yourself with good people. And because we know the business environment is alive and being a business plan, you have to make sure that your plan is always updated with the current business environment. You have to roof, roof and regroup your business plan to suit. When you go into your business, you must know what you can offer. You must know what is your unique selling proposition, your competitive advantages. And it's just like selling ice to Eskimo. You must know how to sell a better piece of ice to a better to the Eskimo at a better price in view of the competitive business environment. Mm. So what I try to strive to, to achieve success is to two, two prompts. Firstly, how to create a sustainable perceived value to my customer base. And of course, and the, on the other end, to achieve a better bottom line, what to, to continue to operate in industry as a lowest cost operator being East Coast Car Rentals. It's known throughout Australia as a second tier car rental company. And what we do differently from people like Budget Levy Swifty is like that we offer first tier product at second tier prices. Mm. And we are able to achieve that through a few com, uh, very, um, uh, very ingenious ways whereby we keep our cars longer and we give customers uh, a better value for the product by being not at the airports. They don't pay airport taxes. We station our offices just outside the airport, but in that case, we can provide uh, best value customers by through substantial cost savings and passing these advantages and benefits back to them. So you obviously knew the market very well. You had a vision, you had a plan, surrounded yourself with the right people. You knew exactly what you needed to do to solve a problem, uh, which meant that um, you would be, you know, uh, sustainable in the industry, but not only sustainable, that there'd be a purpose and a reason for people to choose you. Now, um, Greg, you know, you are operating a very highly competitive market and you've been, you know, doing a wonderful job for many years. And of course, I'm a, being a client of yours for so many years, I, I know what it is that engages me in that service. So tell me, your point of difference was service and share any others, of course, and there was plenty, but um, service, how do you get people to see your vision and um, service people the way you want them to be serviced? Firstly, I think if you're the owner of the business, you can't be distant. That's a failure. You need to be there active, and I think your managers and your staff need to see that you are there every minute, every hour, and you're working all the time. You're leading by example. Um, others may disagree with me, but I think the best thing, doesn't matter which day of the week it is, Monday to Saturday, you are there all operating hours, and you know each of those managers and the staff, and they can also look to you. You're capable of doing their work, but you're also capable of leading them just by your presence. Yeah, and that's um, and that's something that obviously we talk about is that you've got to do the work. If you don't do the work, you don't get the results. Now, um, being conscious that a lot of people um, these days want to um, build their own business and they're aspiring to build their own business, which is great, not everyone can. Um, tell me, you guys, like myself, have had plenty of people work for us, right? Not everyone needs to own a business to be great. Um, what would your advice be to people saying, that you don't need to actually own a business to be wonderful within a business. But what were the qualities of great people in your business? So people that work for you, what made them great? You know, always um, I always give my employees to tell them to treat the business like their own and be as though you're the owners of the business, 
put your 110 and 20% of the business, and most of them will find it very rewarding to be able to put in the extra effort uh, to make sure the business is a success. And not only that, um, you know, like anything is a people business as well. And my my employees have wanted a better... A better, you obviously looked after them. You, yeah. you, you wanted them to be better themselves. But how did you, tell me, how did you look after them? How did you make sure that they wanted to give more? Uh, very easy. What I do is that I always uh, believe that, you know, you must lead like what Grace is lead by examples. And sometimes like, you know, car rental is a highly seasonal uh, business. And sometimes you kind of afford to employ more people during peak season, you have to leave, by example, you need to wash a car, you need to wash a car. And of course, uh, I always tell them, you're just like one of the family business members and you have any problems, come to me. So you treat them like family, yeah? Yes, it's very important because you have to have a good interpersonal relationship with employees because mm -hmm. they are your agents doing the business and you empower them. Once they are fully empowered, they will get the 110, 120% yeah. and that's how you make the business profitable. Perfect, Greg, yourself? Um, you sum it up by saying that if you have an exceptional core of people responsible in your management team, so in each area of your business, that person is themselves an extraordinary employee and very capable. If those people are with you and stay with you, then again, that's the basis of your team. So the best advice is never put up with a manager or someone who isn't adequate and isn't sharing the business dream with you. If they're not with you, ask them to move along to somewhere else and find the best possible person you can or the best group of people you can. Most importantly, that core group of management, they have to be exceptional. They've got to be not only your great mates, but they've got to be that dream in business with you. Yeah, makes sense. So, guys, you've been listening to um, Two Remarkable Men. I thank them for being on the show um, and staying in the spirit of 10 minutes. Um, we've got to cut it to an end, but there won't be the last time they'll be on the show, I assure you. But um, you've heard it there, people, about visions, about surrounding yourself with the right people, make sure that you're planning unique selling propositions. It's all there. Till next time, you've been listening to Phil DeVella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. PDB.